0: Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. To the fiat ministry show episode 159 welcome everybody tonight uh, really happy to have everybody here uh, tonight um, great guest tonight uh, there's a lot of you know talk about pro-life and we are a, a very advocate of pro-life here um, claire ruff of the Ho- hosea initiative is going to be uh i've had Uh, Terry Beatley on um, in the past and so we've kind of uh, I know uh, there's a lot of connections in life and it's amazing how God works Uh, and there's connections of trying to do an online a lot of people are right now um, doing a lot of online conferences and so uh, Claire uh, contacted me and uh, we were talking and and, after that we kind of had a situation of maybe having her on and speaking on her Fiat and everything with uh all the projects that she's working with uh but uh it's just a really exciting uh evening that we'll have talking about uh, the 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 most important thing is uh life and that's i think we all as a fiat mm-hmm. community and family understand how important, uh, life is. And, you know, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, we, we're not on the political side of things, but we do know what could happen with this election. Um, but, uh, I know that, uh, life is so vital to everything that we're about here on fiat and the jose initiative is so uh you know terry beatley uh, you can check out her uh you know some of the uh YouTube uh, videos on her website and also on Fiat. She was on with um, Faith Life family um, with Missy de Conti um, mm-hmm. So we'll connect on that so but uh, let's uh, start out with prayer and then we'll have Claire on and speak on everything and hopefully just you know, let the Holy Spirit work because I, I think that's one thing uh, with with fiat we want to understand that uh the holy spirit's working with us every day and um I, i'm really excited about everything that's happening uh with fiat and patrick hart ministry uh, make sure to check out our patreon um this um uh, this month is all on creation and understanding how important we need to teach you know creation. And and, <laughs> and that's, you know, creation of in the sense of our li- life, everybody's life. And so, uh, so that's part of it. Uh, it supports us uh, financially, which we really appreciate it. But number one, uh, hopefully it opens up your eyes to more uh, a, a library of content that we share as a um, ministry, uh, trying to, sh- you know, spread the word in every way. But uh, let's start in prayer and we'll have Claire on in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for this evening. Thank you for Claire, her family, uh, her time to spend with us on Fiat. Um, Bless uh, everyone that's watching uh, now in their own time. Uh, Understanding life is so important and to be just a child and um, just understanding how each of us are your children and that we need to take that and understand that so much is so vital in our lives and without life, we can't do anything. And thank you for the gifts. Uh, let the Holy Spirit uh, guide us tonight as we speak um, and to understand that you are teaching us every moment of the day and every second that we are uh, on this earth. And thank you for life. Uh, thank you the, for the gift of life. And uh, again, uh, bless Claire and just the time that we have tonight. In your name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Man. And further ado, we'll have Claire on. How are you doing, Claire? Hi, good. I'm doing well. Nice to see you. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. And, you know, I want to just ask all my guests on the Fiat Ministry uh, show um, their fiat or fiat. Because I I think there's a lot of times that we're, you know, Mm -hmm. having many different times of there's. Multiple fiat's, but if you want to share your little background of you know how you got into what you're doing right now, um, and you know your background, you have a a a, a long title. I mean, there's a lot. Of, you're working with the <laughs> events coordinator, or and mm-hmm. with H- Jose Initiative, and and if you want to share anything like. Th- for that too. That would be great. I know, uh, we're going to be talking about a upcoming event in October. Well, it is October. So, uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that, but, uh, share your, your background story if you can, and your Fiat, uh, your journey. Sure.
1: well, thank you again for having me on, Kent. And when you when you share that the name, your name, Fiat ministries that you wanted, you know, you ask each of your guests to share a Fiat, mm-hmm. um, I think I have a lot of them. but it started really early in my life when I was living in Northern Virginia, and I remember being a young girl, Probably six years old, and I was getting ready to ride my bicycle. And something inside of me—a whispering, and a voice, uh, an inspiration—said, "Don't, don't ride the bike with those, with those trousers. Don't, don't ride that." And I didn't obey it. I didn't listen. And I got, I rode down the hill, and the we had, it was, you know, we had those like flaring pants back in the seventies. So that dates me, but anyway, they got caught in the spokes of my bicycle and I wiped out so completely. And I had, I was so injured by that fall and I remember afterwards, this little quietness inside of me saying, I'm here to help you. I'm here to warn you, listen to my voice. And I made that day a promise. This was one of my first fiats when I was six years old, mm-hmm. that I would always try to respond to that inspiration of grace inside of me. Maybe that was my guardian angel, you know, whatever it it was some way that God's protection was trying to save me from harm. So that was one of my very first remembered fiats is that I made a commitment at a very young age that I would always try to listen and respond to the inspirations of grace in my heart. And when I was getting ready for confirmation, a priest came, he was from Ireland, he was a missionary priest. Um, We were in a very progressive, Catholic Church in Northern Virginia. I won't share the name. But anyway, um, in our our all of our sacramental preparations, it was just true 60s, 70s, everything up for grabs. And you'd almost have to ask, do we believe that Jesus Christ is the incarnate Son of, you know, incarnate Word and Son of the Living God? So That's how, that's how mixed up it was. And I, I had this missionary priest come to one of our catechism classes and he just really inspired me. You could tell he was a committed priest and he knew the truth and he spoke the truth. And he said something that completely changed my life. He, he brought the Bible and he said, this, the Bible is the love letters, this is the love letters of the Lord. Hmm. And I thought, the love letters of God are right here. So I started reading the Old Testament as the love letters of the Lord. And then I started reading the New Testament with that idea that this is God's way of speaking a love letter to me. And I i was totally blown away and i realized that god wanted to have a covenant of love with me in my heart and this was preparation for confirmation so when confirmation actually came my parents ended up being some of the coordinators and so they were really involved and so i had maybe a little uh, i don't know if i had more preparation but they were involved so um I was really looking forward to this. And I kept asking the Holy Spirit to come into my heart and to come into my heart at confirmation. And I just remember that moment of confirmation. And I felt truly like the Holy Spirit descended on me at that moment. My mom was my sponsor. She was right with her hand on my shoulder. (laughs) My dad was at the end and he had the little cotton balls, you know, and they... (laughs) rubbed the forehead and he kissed me afterwards and i just thought i at that day i pledged in my heart a fiat mm. that i would try to love god with all my heart and that i would be courageous from that sacrament to fight and reject evil and choose good so those are my like three things. I, I, I think the first one was that I I, I set a fiat that I would always try to listen to the Holy Spirit in my heart, and then the second one that I would, um, that I would see God's initiative to us as a way of his of speaking His love, mm-hmm. and thirdly, that His Holy Spirit would be there. To help fortify me in the in this ongoing lifelong journey of always choosing the good and rejecting evil yeah. or darkness, choosing going towards the light. So I think those are my
0: fiats. No, <laughs> and that's. Ama- I mean, one thing, uh, as you're covering the, you know the first one, the listening, you know, to the Holy Spirit, that is so like I, I think that's one thing that we all can take of you know, advantage of and especially at this time with everything that sometimes you're still at home and and, and I, I know that's one thing I've been trying to do more. Um I, I think those those moments that we have throughout our lives of, you know, everything that you you're sharing, you know, I, I love that because, you know, you have that that's your story. And, and that's your way of sharing with others. What, you know, helped you to get to a point where now you're working, I know you're really, you know, working with uh, Terry Beatley and, and, and a lot of planning mm-hmm. for the, these different events. And what, with those, you know, fiats kind of got you, you know, into the sense of, okay, I want to be doing you know, this kind of work and helping and, and, and kind of building Mm -hmm. up on, you know, because ministry work is very, you know, you know, you don't get a lot of rewards right now, but it's all up, you know, with the eternal (laughs) graces that you get. Um, Sometimes you don't realize that and you kind of like, okay, (laughs) what, what, you know, not what gives, but you know, we're like, okay, we need, we need, but, with listening to the Holy Spirit helps you guide so many different ways of going, uh, to Mm -hmm. our paths that we need to go to. And, um, it helps us find the path.
1: You know, it really does help us discover and discern what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that, when i was in college i was studying you know international business and i got through my three and a half years and it was so secular um, I, I went to mass first thing in the morning and then after I would go through a day of secular humanism, I would go to mass a second time. I mean, I just was simple. I just thought I have no, these things. I know I don't know enough, but I just know they're not true. I know they're not true. They just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So I go back to mass to just sort of like peel off the day. Dang- <laughs> you know? And I really didn't. I mean, I just really i was almost too simple to really know i I wasn't like really well formed in my faith i just had a heart of love for god so anyway um what i did was i i transferred to a catholic university and at that point i got the best education i went two years to a catholic university university of saint thomas in houston texas i'll plug for them education and I studied then philosophy and theology I realized that I was truly a philosopher I think about things and I process them and I want to process them some more and and I love with my love for God it was a perfect combination so I went through their program and I learned so much and they taught me how to write and probably in my my post-college professional life that has been the thing that has really helped me i had to write so many papers and theology papers like you have to be very exact like you have to think and use exactly the right word Mm. so so that was my training and my background. Um, I met my husband in Texas at that time. We married some years later, hmm. but he was, um, he was a, a theologian by profession as well. And we moved to the upper Midwest and settled. And he was what was called a lay theologian or a full-time theologian for a very large parish in Minneapolis. Well, I was working in ministry alongside him, doing family ministries and things like that. The new catechism came out. We were writing new, new design curriculum for parishioners and small group studies. And I helped children prepare for the sacraments. And, that, and we had a family. We have five beautiful children Mm. Um, And then his work took us to Southern Minnesota and the La Crosse, Wisconsin area, which has been recently put on Uh, the map in a big way. But um, he worked for, it was uh, then Bishop Burke, who is now Cardinal Burke, Mm. and then um, Bishop Listecki, who is now Archbishop Listecki, Mm. and and now under um, Bishop William Callahan. So in that, then our our, sort of our outreach went more on the diocesan level and although he was the paid employee of course i was on the sidelines doing doing parish and and you know i was always involved in ministry yeah. but but one day october of 2017 so three years ago my husband had brought in Terry Beatley as a keynote speaker for our annual gospel of life, uh, present evening. It's a dinner. The Bishop celebrates mass and we usually would have 200, 250 people come that night, 400 people wow. showed up. And Terry delivered, uh, you know, just, she just wowed and the, the audience was so energized by her message and she wanted to go. It was the hundredth anniversary of Fatima, October 13th, 2017 was just a few days away. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted to go back to lacrosse and, and go to the shrine. And my husband couldn't do that. He had other duties that were going to take him away. So I got to be, I, I I met her at the shrine and then I kind of was her hostess while she was in lacrosse. Oh. It was during that time we went to dinner and over a glass of wine and a really good dinner. We just started, I just started sharing. She said, so what do you do, Claire? And, she, and I shared some of my life, uh, and, and that I was a writer and a Catholic philosopher, and I'd done these different things, and I'd organized lots of events for all of these different diocesan and parish ministries, and um, I get a couple, of, a few days later, I get a call from her publicist and said, Terry would like to engage you to write the counter to NARAL's Catholic strategy. Do you think you could do that? Could you pray about that and see what you think? Wow. Well, I don't know if any, you know, they, they may need to fill in the gaps about what Hosea is and what she was really asking me. I was, frankly, I was a little overwhelmed at first, but I thought I I know I can write. I know I can process through this and I'm, I'm willing to give it a try. I felt God, just saying, yes, say yes. So here was a fiat moment for me, say yes. So basically what she was asking me to do, and for your, you know, for those listeners, um, the, the NARAL was an organization, the National Association for the Repeal of Abortion Laws. And that went, that was initiated back in 1969 by two men Dr. Bernard Nathanson and Lawrence later in New York City, and they were the two masterminds that put together and organized the pro-abortion movement in the United States. They were the ones who pushed it and paved the way for the Roe v. Wade decision in 1973. Well, um, let's see, where was I going? I got off on a tangent there. Uh, Let's see. If I back up, it was meeting Terry, and okay. So, understanding that NARAL came up with a strategy, and, and their strategy uh, was deliberate, intentional, and it becomes later a big part of the mission of Jose Initiative to teach this full strategy. And what Terry was asking me to do was study research and ingest what they came up with and then prayerfully consider what our counter what is the opposite so, yeah. of what they did so for instance if they called on the in what they call the rebellious or intelligent angels to do their work which they did and we find it repeatedly multiple times in their writings that they were calling on basically the devils and the demons to help them well then part of our strategy at Hosea is that we call on the holy angels when we begin our work mm. and we just make that a habit. And so you know I, that time when I was six years old and how my guardian angel was kind of me by helping me and guiding me, and I just thought, okay, well that's one of the things that in order to be successful in doing this enormous, task basically what she was saying is here's the abortion in industry here's the abortion uh movement figure out how to do the opposite to undermine it and 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 to bring it cascading down so that was a pretty big task oh, and i'm yeah. here typing you know i'm here typing on the computer i'm literally praying the whole time and saying lord i can't do this on my own yeah. but i can tell you I am an eyewitness to this. God really and truly inspired my words in that. It reads more, <laughs> we laugh yeah. at it, really reads more like a, um, uh, an encyclical, like a papal encyclical than a, than a business strategy. But when you think about it, it really boiled down. It really is a spiritual war. And what we need to do, what we need to do is make sure that we are we are we acknowledge that it's not just the politics. We can get uh, you know twenty uh, weeks pain avoid the pain bill. We can get those things through, but in the end, until we really convert hearts yes. to Jesus Christ, and and they and they understand the sanctity of life from the moment of conception. We will we will spend a lot of time and spin wheels splitting hairs over this little thing and that little thing, and this little thing. And really and truly what we need to understand what needs to happen is a conversion of heart so that there would be on the understanding of the general populace that there is no way we can do anything except honor and respect and protect the innocent, defenseless, unborn from the moment of conception. So one of the things that Hosea promotes is saying the daily Angelus at noon. And at that moment, that's the calling down of the angels. And the intention of the church is that we remember the incarnation of Jesus Christ. That's why we say it. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And at that moment, what it's really underscoring is that, is that Jesus came and that it was sacred, life was sacred from the moment of his conception. So we use that opportunity every day to say that. And we encourage, we have, we have cute little flyers that we hand out to encourage people to say that every day yeah. um, for, for the, as a prayer, for the, for the conversion of hearts, and the help of the holy angels and recalling Jesus's incarnation. There's, you know, the strategy of, of, of using, um, slogans. We came up with our own slogans. It was choice, right? That was one of the very first things that they did was to take the whole, uh, the whole industry. And they knew that they couldn't sell it if it was the killing of of a child. So they they enlisted this, the professional support of an, a, an advertising and marketing uh, company. And they came up with something so brilliant. It made me cry because I knew I wasn't smart enough to overdo this, to reverse it. Mm-hmm. It choice. A single word mm-hmm. they took from child to choice. And when they did that, they, they substituted, they changed our language. So that's one of our strategies is that words have power and, we, and s- semantics matter. And so what we did, and I prayed so much about it, and it was Advent of 2017. And I said, Lord, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I don't know what it is that could possibly be as brilliant as choice was to their side. Can you give me a word? And I went went in, it was the first Sunday of Advent, and we said, Joseph went with Mary, his espoused, who was with child. And I went, and something sparkled about that, with child. I thought, oh, that's good. But Lord, could you give me one word? Just one word. (laughs) And And so then the next, then I went, um... And it was, oh, I went to the shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe here in La Crosse, and it was for the feast day on October December the 12th. And I'm sitting there, and they said, let's see, it was um, the Revelations 12, 12, a, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars, and she was with child. And I almost fell off the pew right there, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I was kind of decompressing from all of the intense thinking and writing and organizing of this paper. And I went, Oh, you have my attention. Well, the following week, it was, um, it was the conception of Samson. And during that time, uh, uh, the wife or the mother, the mother of Samson, we don't even know her name. But she said to her husband, an angel of God appeared to me. That got my attention. And he said, this time next year, you will be with child. And then I just knew it was like, that's it. Then the following week, let's see, what was the last one? (laughs) I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't want my notes before me. But there was another confirmation with one more the following week. And I just said, okay, Lord, this Oh, a virgin will be with child and she will conceive a virgin will be with child. And so that became our new word instead of choice. We we now make a habit and we did a whole year campaign of the with child campaign. So what we propose and what everyone can do in their own life, realize, realize that abortion has stolen so much from us not not just the lives of precious 62 million children. Mm. But every one of us are feeling this, this veil of this ick of what the abortion mentality has done to our culture. And when we have our Liberated by Truth conferences, it's like we lift up this veil and people feel the freedom of the truth and it's just, it's tangible. One of them is this. Instead of saying, oh, my sister, aunt, you know, wife or whatever is pregnant, we don't use that word. That word was introduced in the late 60s, early 70s as a medical term for a state of expectancy. We say a woman is with child. Yeah. So, see, they want to say that she isn't pregnant, that she's, she has a choice. And we say, we say at Hosea, a woman is is a mother. A mother is with with child. child. Now, if we start reintroducing that into our culture and language, it it becomes really pretty hard then to say, well, well, what's the choice then? You know what I mean? Like abortion then is now in the context of a culture that uses this language, so we need to reclaim that. Kind of on the same way that um, that you know, this whole effort of saying "Happy Holidays" instead of "Merry Christmas" and mm-hmm. like Christians, Christians everywhere, resist, resist, say "Merry Christmas" rather than "Happy Holidays." Mm-hmm. Well, we say use this beautiful, inspired, scriptural language. Which claims in its own self yeah. what it yeah. is that a woman who is expecting is with it's child.
0: child. It's brilliant. I mean, that it's just exactly yeah, and and it's so powerful how words like you're saying and, and that you know thinking about how they they were using choice, but with child it it ex- describes everything that is what's going on. And, and, and I think, uh, one thing I, I want to, you know, ask Claire, I I know there's a lot going on with the Hosea initiative and, and just, you know, please, Mm -hmm. you know, share what's going on, uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, just, you know, anything, Mm -hmm. because I, I, I think with what terry uh has to share and she and she has a great list of you know speakers with her and all that but i i've i've spoken with her many times in the sense of going trying to get hopefully sharing because i think you know one thing is we we got to get this out and and you're right we can't really you know a bill is a bill and it can be changed and you know but Mm -hmm. changing a heart is Mm -hmm. it's so much more than just a something who signs some kind of bill into law or whatever changing a heart is morally like right and and, and knowing that right and f- from wrong i mean that's really and and i know <laughs> we're all you know adults and you know we and i try to even talk to my children uh, in, in a in, in a in a sense that they would understand not to get to but to at least share <laughs> with them what's going on because I, I i think the more we share with others that might beyond the fence or completely I understand it's going to be tough and and it's going to be prayers and 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 just you know their time and and mm-hmm. but <laughs> changing that heart is so important like we at fiat is one soul at a time that's a, a motto that we take for granted it's sometimes for granted but we take it at to heart in the sense that we want to change Mm -hmm. ones. I mean, it's not going to be a million hearts at once. It's want to be one at a time. And same thing with changing that one heart to know, Mm -hmm with child i i love that i mean it's a great and uh but uh well
1: that's just that's just one of the things kent yeah, you know that's know. just one know. of them and and, and 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 there are there are more and the um the main strategy that we use is telling the conversion story of, of dr bernard nathanson yes, who yes. was the co-founder of NARAL, but what we find about 95% of all, even pro-life Catholics don't know, they don't recognize or know his name. And they don't know that he, he was the father of the abortion industry. And he, he converted mm-hmm. his position just months after Roe v. Wade. He sees, the, he sees an ultrasound of a little baby girl and he changes his position. The father of the abortion industry changes dramatically. And within a few years, he is resigning from Nabrol. And he, he says he can't be a part of them. We have a great quote. He said that well, anyway, I, I won't go too much into the weeds right now with that, but he's he he changed and then eventually about a decade later, he becomes a Roman Catholic and is baptized. And in St. Patrick's Cathedral on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th, 1996, oh, wow. he becomes a Roman Catholic. So there's just, you know, there is, uh, there. this is the story and we tell it because it doesn't have politics. It doesn't have a partisan posturing. We just tell somebody's true story and we find that that is God's secret. It converts hearts because we're just telling the truth and we tell his story and we make a point of studying his works. He wrote three books and he made two movies. And so we and Hosea were studying his writings and we try to bring them in a manageable size. His vocabulary is very challenging. I often have to look up two or three words per page. Like it's, it's a little dense. But if you want to, if some of your listeners really want to, it's um, Inside the Abortion Mentality, Abortion Papers, Inside the Abortion Mentality, Aborting America, and The Hand of God. And his two films are Eclipse of Reason and The Silent Scream. Mm So those are, those are some resources about Dr. Bernard Nathanson if your listeners want to, you know, if anybody in the audience wants to kind of do a little bit more. But that's what we do. And one of those key strategies that NARAL used was called the Catholic Strategy. And this was an intentional attack on the Catholic Church. And, and Dr. Nathanson wrote that that really and truly the anti-catholic warp or animus or hatred bigotry Mm -hmm. was the cornerstone of the abortion industry and when we read that again i just looked at and said the cornerstone this was the driving force Dr. Nathanson really didn't even quite get it. He said like Lawrence later took this to the point of obsession. He was very close with Margaret Sanger and the two of them, just the vitriol attacking the hierarchy challenging every moral teaching on on life and morality human sexuality the great sexual revolution all of these things were interconnected but they didn't happen just because society was naturally evolving Think about that, that parable where it says with the the farmer comes out and says, someone has sowed weeds in my field. That's what they did. They sowed all of this deceit and lies and they started up with great intentionality. So we have a webinar coming up. Um, it, Jose Initiative has been in the, in the past, we would do presentations to different churches and we still love the live audience and we get 99% five stars because people love it and they, yeah. they really feel like they can connect the historical dots finally. Like they know something happened, but they didn't know what. And we provide that information. So now with COVID, we can't do those. And our sort of our yeah. entire yeah. like year's calendar went to nothing. Mm-hmm. And so we are offering our very first online conference a virtual conference webinar and it's going to be on the evening the live performance or the live virtual conference will be on October 17th now that's a Saturday evening and we tossed around what's the best day you know we figure people are working they might be tired in the evening we have different things from east to west coast so we had to find a time that was going to work and we decided on Saturday evening September October the 17th, yep. and that is at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, mm-hmm. 7 Central, <laughs> Alton, five, yeah. 5 o'clock uh, on the West Coast. So yeah. we will have about two hours of a very packed um uh, subjects: uh, Terry, the founder, who actually interviewed Dr. Nathanson, is going to enter, is going to present the Catholic strategy. She's also going to talk about what we call the greatest American hopes. This. In much more in depth than what I've just outlined. Nathanson, the beginning of the abortion industry, Lawrence Later and Nayroll, and then what they did in those eight points of strategy, and then the Catholic strategy, the animus, and how they infiltrated and manipulated the Catholics and the Catholic hierarchy in order to achieve their end. So there, she's gonna do that, and then we are really blessed to have um, we have um, you'll see second on the screen there. We have Mr. Alan Parker, who is a lawyer down in San Antonio, and he was the chief legal counsel for Norma McCorvey and Sandra Kano, who uh, both from Roe v. Wade and then from Doe v. Balton. He for 12 years was their legal counsel as as Norma McCorvey petitioned the Supreme Court to reverse its decision because she wanted to retract her statement. She realized she was used, she never had an abortion, she didn't support abortion, she didn't understand it, and she had become pro-life. He is also, he knew her well, he knew her for 12 years, and he's going to address this issue that's come up with uh, a video that says that she changed her position back to pro-abortion, and she never did that. I mean, I'll let him explain. So then we have, we also, if you can show that screen, well, first of all, His Excellency uh, Bishop Strickland of Tyler, (laughs) Texas, a wonderful, strong pro-life bishop, is going to open uh, our webinar with his comments and a prayer and his apostolic blessing. So he won't be a keynote speaker, but he is... Very supportive of our work um, at the Jose Initiative, and he will be blessing us with his presence at the very opening. Mm-hmm. So you want to be on there right away. That's another incentive. <laughs> Man is Deacon Keith Fournier, and Deacon Keith is also um, a trained uh a lawyer by profession but he's also a deacon and he will be he was a personal friend of dr nathanson and he has some really beautiful anecdotal stories that he can share about nathanson post his catholic conversion and how he lived his life as a penitent doing during you know really uh, uh penance for his crimes against humanity so he has some really beautiful things to share. And then we have uh, Dear Mother Miriam Moss. If anybody's tuned into her station, she has all kinds of wisdom. And she's going to be talking about the importance of this idea of life from the moment of conception. So she has some beautiful things to offer, too. Anyway, we also have a couple of other surprise, you know, little infomercial commercials, kind of things in between to keep it all lively. And I think it's gonna be a packed, beautiful evening, inspiring, educational, motivational. There'll be so much to it. There are different levels of uh, registration. So you can register as an individual or maybe as a parish. And those, um, those different details are all available on our Hosea. H O S E A number four u dot So on our website, it'll take you right to the registration page, and you can you can see all of those things.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, I have yeah. There's the registration below, and um, I I think you know one thing that looking through and you know sometimes that we you know have these opportunities to go outside of yeah live in person you know shaking people's hands would be the but to have this webinar and to you know just at least do something during this time where we can't you know be mm-hmm. together in in a way that really human beings are meant to be you know in community in you know because that's we're just kind of that's how we are brought up we want to be together we want to have but to do this and the way you're doing is so great to see and um, I, I support it and really excited to see you know Make sure to you know register. Uh, we'll have all the information below uh, the YouTube uh, video that we um, are doing right now, and uh, just uh, thank you, Claire. Uh, I know we're going to about an hour, and that's it was great because oh, that's, that 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 that's part of what is great about this show, and and there's so much to talk about, and and you're welcome anytime to come back. Anything that's going on at Hosea. And initiative, and if uh, hopefully I know Terry's very busy, uh, Beatley, um, but she is definitely welcome back uh, onto Fiat. But uh, thank you again for your time tonight. Uh, Again, the um, the webinar uh, will be um, on October seventeenth at eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, It's the Catholic Strategy. And, uh, you see that right on your screen right now and make sure you, uh, check out uh, all the information on, again, the website is Hosea, uh, for you, uorg And, um, we'll, uh, if you have any information, uh, there's a, uh, email under Claire's name. Uh, if you have any questions, please mm-hmm. ask her. And uh, 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 gladly, or if you want to email me, I'll definitely uh, send over all the yep. questions to you and uh, Terry. But And uh,
1: share it, share it with your, share. share it with all of your, you know, share it, make it a family event. Yes. Um, it's one registration, but you could have, you know, you could have a whole, your whole household on your, your computer watching it. So you will have to have, you know, you'll have to be able to do it electronically, but mm-hmm. It's, it's important information. So thank you so much, Kent, for helping us to get the word out.
0: Yeah, no problem. And uh, if, if it's okay, uh, f- uh, Claire, for a final prayer, uh, thank you again for uh, coming on. But it, it, is it okay uh, for a final prayer? And we'll appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you. Sure. Sure. And then, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, did you want, to, you want did me, you, me to pray? Yeah, if the, I'm sorry. Did you want to? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll pray. Yeah, sure. Let's sure. call
1: on the first. Um, Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for all the ways that you have showered your love on us. And tonight, Lord, we especially ask for the assistance of your holy angels in all of the works of goodness that we do for the for your kingdom. Lord, may your kingdom come. And let it be known here on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. And Father, and in name Spirit, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy and the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, okay. Claire,
0: Thank you very much, uh, everybody. Uh, just thank you again. Uh, we will be back uh, next week, uh, either. Uh, Hungry for more or the Fiat Ministry show? Uh, we're going back and forth. Uh, I if Al ha- Al Smith has any show any guests, uh, I will let you know. But please subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like us on Facebook, uh, and if there's you know anything that we can do, please uh, we're open to any uh, uh, prayers, any requests on guests. Uh, we're always looking out uh, for you. That. Are watching and uh, thank you, Claire, again for your time tonight. uh, Love it. Yeah, we'll uh, see you uh, next time on the Fiat Ministry Show. God bless and all right. God bless. Thanks again,
1: Ken.